welcome back. Another episode of Send Him Off, another preseason preview. Down to the last three now, I think. And final uh, three, yeah. Yeah, we're up north today, uh, in our happy place, as uh, as Jordan North and Jordan North was there. more Burnley. Uh, my name is Sam, and as always, joining me is my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. Home stretch, nearly there. Three nearly there, but we're up in Burnley. We're going to talk all things Burnley. We are ju- well. I'm not going to do the intro. Sam, you do it, do it. as we know. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Just risk it. New bottle. I that. did. Yeah. Uh, we we have a guest with us again. Uh, we're joined by Joe from Turfcast. Joe, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us, mate. No, yeah, good. Thanks, lads, and thanks for inviting me on. It's always a pleasure to come on and do yeah, stuff like this. I always like to talk about Burnley, so might as well do it and uh, get recorded for doing it and help people out. Yeah. Awesome. Why not? Nah. Why not? Um, I was gonna say we sometimes start on these with transfer business, but. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Hennessy. Hennessy. I don't know how much we can talk about Wayne Hennessy, really. Um, As a Welshman. Yeah. Love the block, but... but uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's coming to be back up, hasn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. He'll play the cup games. He might play the first few games of the season, actually, to be fair, because Popey's had a shoulder... Uh, shoulder? Uh, a shoulder um, operation. And he, we haven't seen him playing any pre-season games yet, or there's even been any pictures of him being training. So he's obviously still out. So it's looking like Hennessy will start the first few games of the season. But other than that, he is back up. And, and he's better than what we've got in terms of backup because we had Bailey Peacock, Fowler, Will, and Will Norris. Like, I was excited when we brought Bailey in. But from what I saw of him last season, not good enough. And Will Norris, I don't know why we brought him in. He, he played a couple of games towards the end of the season and, and he looked even worse. So he's better than what we've got in terms of backup anyway. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. Your defence, though, I think. I mean, you, you, you're kind of known for your defensive football on the short yeah. nights, really. Um, but it keeps you in the league. You know, I know you finished 17th last year, but you're still here. Um, it seems yeah. to happen every year, doesn't it? There seems to be a spell where everyone goes, oh, it could be Burnley's year to go down this year, and you just never go uh, down. It's, it's, I know, it's, I'm, I'm always confident with Dash at the helm. I think if Dash left to go to Palace this summer, like the rumours were saying, then I might have been a little bit, bit worried. But... I still would like to see more bodies in, um, of course. Um, we are severely lacking in a lot of places and we have had pretty much zero um, investment in the first team squad for like, what's four years now? Like the last time we made a, a signing that slotted straight into the first team squad was when we bought Chris Wood from Leeds and that was 2017. Mm. Um so, yeah, we are severely lucky. We've let players go. So you've seen uh, fringe players, admittedly, but we've let players go. So, you, you know, your Jeff Hendricks, your Robbie Brady's, you know, people like that. And they've just not been replaced. Um, obviously, we have brought a signing in, Nathan Collins from Stoke. Um, oh, yeah. But again, he's, you know, 12 million quid, to be fair, which, you know, it's not to be sniffed at for Burnley. Um, and I do think he will be a good defender uh, in the Premier League eventually. Uh, but again, he's coming in now to be back up to, to James Tarkovsky and Ben Mee and probably will be first back up, to be fair because um, we let Jimmy Dungo, who was probably third or fourth, uh, and we had Kevin Long as well, but none of them two were anywhere near good enough. Um, si- similar sort of situation with the uh, Bailey Peacock Powell and the Will Norris thing. Back up, but not good enough when they come in. Um, whereas Collins might be able to come in and, and slot in, uh, especially after working under Dash for a few months. So, yeah, happy with the backup business, but we need some we need some first-team players, and especially in areas that we are limited in, which is mainly midfield and especially right wing. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I agree. Your wingers. I mean, you've got two. Am I right in saying that? In Goodmanson. Uh, yeah, there's there's Dwight McNeil and Goodmanson. Yeah. Um, and, uh, off the McNeil top of my head, might be on his way to... out. Uh, fingers crossed, not. Um, there's no strong rumours that 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 we are. Uh, and uh, Everton are interested. Villa are interested. But with the people that Villa are signing, and no disrespect to Dwight, I love him obviously. Yeah. But with the calibre of player that Villa are signing at the minute, I can't see them 
signing Dwight McNeil. Um, they're going to get probably War Prowls. They've just got Ings out of nowhere mm. for the Claret. That dropped today, and I didn't even know anything about that. Um, and obviously, they've got a massive war chest to spend before the Grealish money. Now they've got the Grealish money, so they're going to be all guns blazing for, for top quality players. So I can't see him going to, to Villa. Um, Everton as well have been linked. Again, it's probably a bit of a step too far for him just at the minute, um, but we'll see. And again, I can't see them really coming in because they've got to have the set higher. Uh, uh, not, again, no disrespect to Dwight because I do still think he'll he'll play for a top six, seven, eight Premier League team. Uh, you know, the, the, the rest, you know, so you've got the top six who are the best and you've got like the group of the rest, like your Everton's and your Villas at Leeds. I think he can play for the lower top end six and, and all of the clubs in the best for the rest of it eventually. Um, but yeah, all the all the noises coming out of the club is that um, Duarte's staying. So fingers crossed he's staying. Um, but that seems to be the main thing every transfer window for Burnley. It's don't lose your players, don't lose Tarkey, don't lose Pope, don't lose Duarte, don't lose Chris Wood because that's the span of the team. Um, and once again, we've done it. But I think we're at the stage now where we've just become so stagnant in the transfer market, both of outgoings and ingoings. Maybe it's time to start, you know, getting the conveyor belt going again, sell a few people. Like, look what happened with Michael Keane. We sold him. Everyone thought they were, we were down and that we were a bit dead and buried. But we brought Tarky in the year before. We got him ready. Um, and then, you know, we, we signed a few players and stuff like that. So we, maybe we need to start getting things moving again, even if it is outgoings. But obviously, I don't want to lose any players. So I'm kind of contradicting myself right there. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Chris Wood, really, because, I mean, 12 goals last year. He just seemed to pop up. I, I couldn't believe he only had 12 goals. Like he just—it was almost just, as if he had more because like you keep yeah. seeing him on like I keep referring to FPL the whole time we've been doing yeah. this, but I, I kept seeing him on like FPL and he'd like bag a couple of goals and he'd like throw people you know with him in the team like higher up the table. So like I I did feel as well like he had more goals and you know right. he was involved with more than he actually was. With all due respect, I can't remember anybody other than Chris Wood scoring for Burnley last year. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> like well you you scored thirty three goals and twelve of them were Chris Wood, so almost yeah. a third. Um, no, just over a third. Uh, so I can't believe that there are, there isn't more more interest, and I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see a team like Southampton maybe go after him now they've lost Danny Ings. Um, I'm surprised yeah. more teams don't. You know, I, I agree with you, and I don't want to start selling me players. Um, but I think for me, he's the most underrated striker in the Premier League. People just don't, even Burnley fans don't like him, and they they might attack because he's a very hot and cold player. Is Chris Wood? If he's not scoring. Is, it could be a bit of a donkey, but if he's scoring, literally it'll go in off his arse. Like there was a goal <laughs> last year where he, he was literally just stood in the way and someone and hit his back and went in, and then he got rolling again. But obviously, you're saying that like 12 goals in the Premier League last season, that's that's a decent return at a club like Burnley. Yeah. That's actually his worst season so far for Burnley. He's scored like 14, 14, 14, then 12. So he's he's always scoring goals and he's scored goals consistently for Burnley in the Premier League. Did it at Leeds, admittedly in the Championship. Before he came to Burnley, but he was a leading goal scorer in the championship that year. Uh, we do have Vidra chipping in every now and then, um, but yeah, Chris Wood is 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 the main person uh, uh, with the goals, and yeah, he's criminally underrated. And I tell you what, if he went to because even even I was speaking to some Leicester fans last year doing a similar show like this, and he was saying I'd love Chris Wood at Burnley. I think we should get him as backup, you know, to uh, to, to to Vardy and whoever it was. And I would I, I was thinking like it's mad that people look at Chris Wood from opposition sides like Leicester, who were going for Champions League at that point, and of course ended up getting it and winning the Prem- uh, Premier League, their FA Cup. It's mad that clubs like that, will, fans of clubs like that will speak to him in that breath, but yet Burnley fans are just so negative towards him sometimes. But when he's in the hot streak, obviously that turns, but 
think uh, obviously all fan bases are difficult. Look at Villa fans at the minute. Um, but it's <laughs> it's it, we just need to chill out a little bit sometimes, Burnley fans, because you know you, you, the the. the the criticism that you see of some of our players is, is getting to be on the joke, but I think it's the new, the new, uh, the new age of media, isn't it? These days, Sam's fat dancing around with. That. I don't know why he's joke. I've just found the lever on my chair midway through a serious discussion about Chris Wood. I was just going down. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I, I didn't even I notice. To be fair. Oh, flipping egg. Anyway, um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Yeah, no, I, I was going to so say underrated, same. and like I said, he just seems to pop up and like. I, I look at this squad, and with all due respect, I don't really see anybody else who can score if it, were he to go. And obviously, yeah. I, I look at Vidra as well. And Vidra, you know, he'll, he'll chip in now and again. But Chris Wood seems to be the same sort of, you know, the, the main, yeah, sorry, the main focal he's, point. He's the main, he's the main guy. And I think if I watched a lot of the Olympics football this year, mainly because Chris Wood was in it. So I've tuned into all the New Zealand games. Even on holiday last week, I was on the sunbed with the perfectly legal streaming <laughs> device on my phone, uh, watching the Japan game, which unfortunately, but um, he, he's perfect for Burnley. Like he plays in a way that suits us perfectly. Like he can hold the ball up, he can win headers. It can bring it down under pressure and then release your uh, Goodmansons and your McNeils uh, on the wings and then get back up himself. Because a lot of people like, criticise him for being too slow, but even it's because he's so tall. He's actually quite fast. The tall you are, you look slower. It's weird, but he's actually really, really fast. And he's, and he's perfect. And eight times out of 10, or for want of a better phrase, 80% of the season, you give him one chance and he's scoring one goal, he's that type of player. He'll be quiet all game and he'll just pop up and score a goal, as you say. Normally a header, but he can finish as well and he is our main penalty taker as well. And He scored some really good penalties. I remember against Wolves the last season or the season before, caught Ember, like 97th minute, so much pressure, like top bins, just cool, calm and collected. And he scored you know, two penalties at the Olympics as well, I think it was. Um, so he has got a lot of technical ability. It's just that my only criticism of Chris Wood would be, sounds like a, a tongue twister, that doesn't it? Um, but my only criticism would be um, is that he, he needs to be better in his cold patches. Like he just goes completely missing in these cold patches and just looks like a League One player sometimes. And that's where this criticism comes from. But I, for me, I think he's one of, if not our most important player because we lose him, we lose, like you've just pointed out, a third, over a third of our goals. Uh, and, and even the goals that he isn't scoring, counting the ones that he's assisted to as well, it could even equate to a half... I haven't got the stats to me, but if we lose him, we lose a lot of goals. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, same with your defence, though, like Benmi and Tarkovsky, just, same with Nick Pope, they've just become these players who I can't, we, like, with all due respect, I can't believe that with players like that in your defence, Burnley finished 17th. Um, I think it's just a testament to how good the Premier League was last year, quite frankly. I think the standard yeah. did rate, like rise last year. Um, yeah, I agree with that. The standard just shot up last year. With your, you know, your Villas... Not, not coming up, but really starting to push on last yeah. season. Leeds coming Ham. up. And uh, yeah, West Ham. Like, perfect example I always use is West Ham because last year, um, was it Benarama that they signed? Yeah. Um, th that's the sort of player that Burnley used to go for four or five years ago. Does well in the Championship. Will give you the chance to prove yourself in the Premier League. But now, so much has changed because Leeds have got a lot of money. Villa have got a lot of money. City have obviously always had a lot of money. So have Chelsea. But that's sort of, that started filtering down now. So the teams that we're competing with, like last season, Leeds coming up, Fulham, um, Norwich as well, they've spent a bit of cash, more than us anyway. Um, so it's all sort of like filtered down. So your West Ham's are now going for these sort of players that we used to go for. Uh, and obviously Watkins went to Villa as well. He was another one that did well in the Championship. And Cash again at Villa. Um, so it's kind of 
prices out of the market in one sense. So it is very difficult for us to compete at the minute. Um, obviously, new owners come in, so noises were made. These noises haven't yet been fulfilled, um, but we'll see. It's still only August, what, 4th? Um, so fingers crossed we can get some people in. But yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of money in the Premier League now and Look at, uh, a lot sorry, of quality sorry. in there as well. And I think we've sort of like been sort of like shoved down the pecking order a little bit. It's now starting to look more like size of where you should be rather than you'll see Bournemouth's doing well and, and Burnley's and even Blackpool's in the past. I was just going to mention because like you're talking about, you know, competing. I was going to ask you, like, do you think Burnley as a club in general just need a, a bit of an overhaul, like a just a, a bit of a dressing down, sort everything out, get rid of what you don't need and sort of rebuild almost. Is that what you feel like? Because I don't know. That's kind of how I'm looking at it from an outsider's point of view. Yeah, to, to a certain extent, yeah, we, things need to change. There's this like, weird, stru- weird structure at the club that needs to be um, changed. Like the, the, the highest paid players on like 55 grand a week, which is, you know, your Ben Mees, your Tarkies. Uh, there's a few of them all on the same. Um, and there's, I think there's something, ri- so I'm led to believe there's something written in all of these players' contracts that if someone comes in and starts earning more money, their wages automatically go up to what they're earning. Um, so because of that, we're quite reluctant to, so say like we've been linked with Maitland Niles, who is apparently on uh, about 55 grand a week or 60 grand a week. Say we will use what he's been doing earning that in championship. I don't know, but obviously was, I guess, signed for Watford when they're in the Prem. Um, so then all these players that will use, especially coming in, they'd be probably second or third, no choice, maybe playing 50% of the games and he's going to be on 50 grand. And there's just this attitude with money um, at Burnley. And I was hoping that when the new owners have come in, that might change a little bit. Obviously I'm realistic. I never expected them to come in and do a Villa or a Leeds. Um, but, you know, things need, an attitude towards money and, and signings needs to change. But, there's a few people that um, rumours that maybe Dash is quite stubborn as well. So there quite be a lot of factors because if you look at it now, we've had a, two chairmen's uh, in, in Dash's sort of like tenure in the last few years. And we've always found it difficult to sign players. Um, so maybe, you know, there could be some truth in that. But yeah, something needs to change. But new owners are here. So fingers crossed. Like I said, there's still a month left. So I'm not throwing my toys out the pram and panicking too much just yet, like some Burnley fans are. You know, we have signed <laughs> Nathan Collins to 12 million quid. Um, again, it's something that does need to change because that is a lot of money still for us. Um, whereas look at Villa, they've literally just signed Danny Ings, who's got a year left on his contract for 30 million quid because they've got a lot of money and obviously they've got the greatest thing. But even if we had that sort of money, there'd still be like a weird, like, oh, 30 million quid, like, what are you doing that for? Sort of thing. So, so yeah, it's sort of like an attitude needs to change. But a few things have changed since the new owners have come in. So it's slowly starting to turn. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed we can get but we can get it done. Put it this way, it's definitely a better transfer winner than last year because we signed Dale Stevens for a million quid on last day of the season. I think he played like five games, so <laughs> it's definitely better window than last season. Yeah. Um speaking of start of the season, uh I'm looking at your first five and I don't think it's very kind. I'm looking at that. Brighton no. winnable potentially. Liverpool leads Everton Arsenal. All games that you could potentially struggle with, all difficult fixtures, I think. Um are you concerned? Um, ultimately, no, because as I said uh, in like the first or second question, I'm still comfortable, confident we'll stay up. Sorry, with Dash. So even if we do get off to a poor start, you know, which we have done in the last two seasons now, um, we've always seemed to have recovered. But the panic will set in again; it always does, and this panic every season now with Burnley fans is getting more and more and more because we're not investing because things aren't happening. 
Um, fingers crossed. The Brighton game is. I'm already. The season hasn't even started yet, and I've said this to a few people. The Brighton game is pretty big because it's the yeah. first game of the season. Then, as you said, you've got Liverpool next. All right, we've we've had a decent record at Anfield for the last two years. We've drawn one and won one, but obviously, you know, still, it is, it's obviously more than likely to go into be a defeat. Leeds, Everton, and Arsenal. We could pick up three points there, um, but then you don't want to lose the Brighton game and then be going in, into the Leeds Liverpool Arsenal game. Think sorry, the Leeds. Uh, so you got Liverpool, then Leeds, Everton, then Everton. Arsenal, Everton then yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, you don't want to go into them three after the Liverpool probable defeat, thinking right, we could end up being five games in zero points here, um, and mm-hmm. then the pressure's on. The pressure's on the players. You're more likely to make mistakes. Obviously, it's all psychological after that. So. Yeah, Brighton game is pretty big already, and we haven't even kicked the ball yet. Interesting. That's a uh, good we point. are we are running out of time, but quickly, Alex, you know the drill. Yes. Two questions before you leave. Um, obviously finished seventeenth last year. Joe, are you willing to make a little prediction? Where do you think Burnley are gonna? I get too much season? lower. Do you dare? Um, no, I don't think we'll go down. Um, like I said before, Dash is here. He knows how to stay up. The reason why we stayed up, as you said last season, um, is because of how good our defensive line is and Chris Wood's goals. Chris Wood is still here. The defensive line is still here. And Dwight McNeil's creativity is still here. So I think we'll stay up. Um, can, do I think we'll improve much on 17th at the minute? No. Um, we need some players in. There's some rumours of Maitland-Niles, as I said. Some rumours of Will Hughes, who, you know, he's okay. Um, I won't be exactly excited about that signing, but, you know, he's okay. Um and Maxwell Corney as well. Some rumours on that one. Oh, he would be a decent acquisition. Um, but I think we'll get that over the line. No, don't know. I really do not. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say around 17th again. Maybe be amb- a bit ambitious and push for 16th. But it's it's an unfortunate one to be saying stuff like that because before last season, you know, we finished. Excuse me, two out of the last three seasons in the top half. One of them was in Europe. Um, and I was saying last season, sort of that thing, like what was, I was on a similar sort of show, and they were saying, "What's your ambitions?" Like, I want to see Burnley just win something, a major trophy, because you know, growing up as a Burnley fan in you know, in, in the 90s and uh, and whatnot, they're in the lower leagues and stuff, and we got promoted in the year 2000, and then I still never thought we'd ever see him in the Premier League, but now here we are, and I've seen him in the Europe, I've seen him win the Championship, I've seen him beat Liverpool, beat United, beat Chelsea, beat all the big teams. Didn't beat Blackburn, which is obviously massive for us growing up as well. They were winning, <laughs> the, Premier League when I, they were winning the Premier League when I was six, yeah. so I never again thought I'd see that. Uh, they bought it, by the way, but we won't go into it. <laughs> um, so the, the the one thing for me is now seeing win something. You know, at League Cup, I'd take it. You Why know not? I mean? yeah. Cup, I'd take yeah. it. But it, at this time, I don't really think that's possible. We need We need another season of... Not consolidation, but maybe bring some... My now main ambition would be get three or four bodies over the line, turn us into a, like a maybe we can finish in the top 12 sort of team and push on for top 10. And then again, then you can start attracting the better quality players after that. Get more prize money, get more advertising money, which is hopefully what these new owners are, are trying to do with some of the noises that I'm hearing. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can do that. But I think it's going to be a similar position to last season um, at the minute. Um, but I don't think we'll go down. Well, that's the main thing, I suppose. As long as you don't go down. As long as you stay there, it's, yep. that's all that counts. Um, yeah, and true. finally, just before we call it a day, who's your man to watch? Uh, I'm going to go Dwight McNeil this season. He's had a couple of, not quiet seasons, but, you know, it, it burst onto the scene in 18, 19, off the top of my head, and everyone was like, oh, this Burnley fans were like, this guy's class is probably going to play for England because they were playing for under-21s. 
being called up to train with the England team, but never really been in, in, in any official squads. So there was a lot of noise about him. But since then, he's, he's quietened down a little bit. I think this season, it could be his sort of like major breakthrough season. It sounds daft saying breakthrough season because he's, you know, he's had a few good seasons now. But where a lot of people from opposition teams start thinking of him in a similar sort of breadth as, you know, your likes of Todd Cantwell and things like that, because he's Dwight's more experienced than Todd Cantwell, especially in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, for some reason you'd have, you know, your Cantwell's being touted at Villa for quite a lot of money and Dwight doesn't seem to get that. So I think he needs to come on this season, show some of the quality that he showed last season, just look at some of his goals, the goal he scored at Goodison Park, for example, absolute world. So he's got the quality there. He just needs to show it on a more consistent basis. So hopefully uh, this is Dwight's season to proper start being catapulted onto the, onto the main stage, which obviously it will mean that we'll probably lose him next summer. But um, yeah, I, I'd take a season of just Dwight brilliance for us to get, you know, 40, 50 million quid for him next season. And then we can start pushing on and, and do a smaller scale as to what Villa are doing at the minute. There we go. Dwight McNeil, breakout season. You're to your first, send him off exclusive. Um, yeah. Joe, we love an exclusive, so don't we? We, we do, do we do. We've got a few with them this week as well. Yeah. Um, Joe, thank you so much for joining us. It's been it's been really a pleasure appreciate that. chatting about chatting about Burnley. Uh, I just I hope Turf Moor's a happy place for you this year, mate. I hope it is. I do as well, too. yeah. Well, I do. We, yeah, it, fans too. are back, so I think it's gonna be a happy place no matter what. But uh, yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, do you would you like a couple of couple of moments just to plug your podcast? Tell people where they can find you, where they can listen. Yeah. So uh, we are on YouTube, Facebook, um, Twitter. TikTok, all the all the socials, um, Turfcast podcast. Um, you can find us. You can listen to us on, on obviously the podcast app as well because we are predominantly a podcast that do all the things on social media such as videos and uh, and things like that and try and break news. So yeah, feel free to check us out. Brilliant. Awesome. And uh, once again, thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, best luck for the season. Out another one down. I've enjoyed it. Another one. My down. question to you is: Who's tomorrow? Who knows? Leeds. Oh, Le- oh you know. Leeds. So join us tomorrow for Leeds. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Enjoy the rest of your night. And once again, thank you for joining us. Ta-ra. Take care.